when Zach Braff, like, threatened to kill some kids because they messed up his Porsche. If, if people are going to be ashamed of you for failing at marriage twice already, then you have to, like, overcommit and just go full whole hog. That's so unusual for two white men to have two incredibly white men names. I'm pretty sure it goes from Richard to Bitcher. Maybe it's a courthouse and a party. Is John Pfeffer white? But hey, he gave us a kayak, so we're all good. Was I talking about Jewish people? Hey everyone, welcome to We Wrote the Book, the podcast where every episode, a bunch of theater nerds get together and try to write a brand new musical. I'm your host, Christian Adderholt, and I'm joined by my co-host, Olivia Wise. Hello. Hello. Um, As always, we are also joined by our producer, William Soler. Uh, Hello. I need my bar rescued. He needs his (laughs) bar rescued. That sounded way more sexual than I I meant it to be. Well, to help you rescue your bar, whatever that means to you, we do have a very, very special guest for the second part of this bar rescue episode. It is Devin Dorsey. Hey, Devin. Hey, what's up, gang? Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So could you please describe to us in detail how you are going to rescue William's bar? Let's see. Um, Well, I'm going to open the door to his house, and um, I'm going to examine his kitchen. And then when he appears, I'll start yelling at him and throwing. I'll check his ice machine and say (gasps) this ice machine's not good enough. And then I'll throw it in the sink. And then I'm going to look in his fridge and I'll say these mm. leftovers, they're they're no good no more. And then I'll throw those away like right in front of his face and like slam it in the trash can. So the boo mic picks it up real well. It almost spikes. And then I'll just like drill into him on how um, his bar or his kitchen, whatever bar means to him is horrible and he needs to change. Um, That's hot. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm not quite following the euphemism. I understood what kitchen meant until you started talking about my freezer. Um, I'll, I'll. I'll. I'll let whatever freezer means to you. I'll let you have that. <laughs> this is a choose your own adventure erotica. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you want to massage their feet, turn to page six. <laughs> <laughs> you you guys, you know, like, uh, steamy sex talk is only fun when you have to read between the lines. And uh, that that's fill, fair. It's also it in o- yourself that, that you, you definitely got to fill it in yourself. Um, and it, there's also something about like that makes it so steamy about just uh, being utterly, utterly humiliated that my kitchen wasn't good enough uh, <laughs> while it's happening, while he's inspecting it. Just. You got rat turds in this kitchen, boy. Oh God. Oh well, that's no. what? <laughs> gross. Oh, <no>. Gross. <laughs> you got old stinky oil in your fryers, daddy. <laughs> so, last week, we talked about Bar Rescue and a lot of other 2000s um, reality shows, but mostly about Bar Rescue and how it could make an interesting musical. And kind of what we landed on is Bar Rescue, John Taffer specifically, is some sort of, let's say, trickster god, trickster demon. Yeah. 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 And his whole purpose. Exactly. He's some sort of demonic entity, maybe uh, some sort of genie, maybe a demon, um, maybe a Korean toilet ghost even. Uh, (laughs) A shuksa. Yeah. A shuksa. Yeah. Stuff like that. And that his whole goal in life is to try and turn everything into a suburb of Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And that's why all of the bars gonna look exactly the same. Or they don't look the same, but they all look like they could be called Johnny Rockets. Like, they all look very specific and very, I to use Devin word, Devin's words, yuppie, yuppified. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what we wanted to play with is... Let's follow one of those bars where they make a deal with this John Taffer devil. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to start there. We're going to kind of build. So, and and our overarching is that, like, you know, 
they're going to have some success, but what's that really going to mean to them? And they're going to have to face the fact that they, what did they have to sacrifice to get that success? And is it worth, is it, is it worth foregoing that success to try and get their soul back for mm-hmm. lack of a better term or actually get their soul back? So we'll see. Um, so I guess the first thing that we need to decide, what kind of bar is this that we're going to start with? And how do we introduce this? Are we doing like, oh, this is a fun, like a fun, a big fun song where we first introduce the the bar? Or is it like a blues song, you know, where like nobody comes in anymore and it's all sad? What kind of bar is this? I think maybe we start with, maybe it's like a, um, it's like an upbeat song of what the bar was at one point. I think it needs to be like a hole in the wall, like community bar, right? Okay. Um, and maybe the opening song is this like fun. Everyone's like clinking glasses, having a good time, and then we either see the evolution of it like falling apart, or it's like that's a flashback of the owner's memory of what it used to be, and then like we reveal that it's fallen apart. Yeah, like the the difference between uh, the Cheers theme song and Piano Man yeah yeah or like yeah it's like it's like that up montage um where you know oh god we watch like a love story oh, happen no. and, and then so- <laughs> a wife dies and it's really sad it's After like their spirit for the yeah. bar <laughs> yeah that's our first scene so we really you know reel so them we, in with the so emotion. we have a great like a big maybe seven seven minute song like a montage song that starts with cheers and ends with piano man essentially yeah we could do that yeah i'm not saying like thematically i'm not saying like musically but like you said if we're going to do an up thing it's kind of i just i'm just trying to keep using bar references because there's not a lot i guess there probably is a decent amount of bar references in media so. I'll try to continue uh, using uh, Disney animation references. Perfect, perfect. Thank you. I I was thinking the bar at the beginning could be like Moe's Tavern from The Simpsons. Sure. Okay, um, yeah. Also a where... Disney animation at this point. Oh shit. Yeah. I'd okay. like to I'd like to share a John Taffer quote. Um, okay. uh, the word mixolo- mixology adds three dollars to the price of any drink. I mean, that one's kind of accurate. That one's kind of accurate. That makes sense. Yeah. We're not saying he doesn't know how to run a bar. We're saying he's a monster. Fair enough. Very different. Yeah. Yeah. He also also said leadership is a trait, not a skill. And I'm still trying to figure out. What (laughs) What does that mean? Oh, that's a dog whistle for saying that, like, you know, you're born a leader. And it just so happens that most people who are born leaders are white men. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Like him. When people say they're like you have to be born a leader, it's usually just one step away from some sort of misogyny or racism. Yeah, yeah, which is why he's the demon in our story. So speaking uh, speaking of uh, some of these quotes that I found, though, um, uh, here's one that I think can make it into the show. Uh, I could take a cemetery and make all the tombstones beer companies. There's a lot of craft beers that came and went. A lot of them. (laughs) Oh, how is that? That is the laziest. Yes, that, that sounds like a line in a song. It's so dumb. It sounds great. So we have this mm-hmm. first song. It's this big overarching kind of sets up this, uh, you, you know, like maybe maybe it is like a big chorus number at the very beginning and everybody's singing about how much they love this bar and how they feel like family and every verse fewer, like more, more people leave. Like more and more people leave kind of every verse or every chorus, you know, mm-hmm. um, until eventually we get to the end of this big number and it's just the bar owners and maybe one or two regulars singing about how much they love this bar and about how much this feels like home. Yeah. What's our bar's name? Oh, good question. It should. I feel like it's got to be kind of generic. Um, it's got It's got to be kind of generic, but it's, it, it's either got to be like someone's name like Moe's. Yeah. Because right? it's it's very quintessential. Or like very on theme. Yeah. Like is it a is it a roller rink bar? Is it a karaoke <laughs> bar? Is it a tropical bar where they only serve I, beer? I would love if it were a Jimmy Buffett themed bar. No, because then it would oh never God. it would never lose customers. 
you're, that's yeah, true. you're right. Mm. I, I think uh, what was I to... thinking? That's another um, devil that Jimmy Buffett deals with. Hey, there, there's that's already right. a musical called Margaritaville. Escape to um, Margaritaville. <laughs> it's a whole thing. You should, you should look it up. It's great. Instead of a red carpet, they had a blue carpet for the opening. Well, one thought I had is what if the title of the whole musical is the same name as the bar that's being rescued? Oh, for sure, yeah. Mm. And um, so uh, one name of a bar from the show, it's taken from the show, it's called, it was called Rockin' Rondas, and the owner yeah. was named Rhonda. So I don't know, I feel like that's like different enough, but it's similar to Moe's Tavern, but it's also like there's not a lot of like Rockin' Randy's or Rockin' Rick's around either. What if Uh, we played with that convention? What if we did something like... Saving Graces. Saving Private Ryan's. (laughs) Amazing Graces Bar and Grill. (laughs) Oh my god, is this a rock gospel? Oh, that just changes everything. I kind (laughs) of love it. I do too. I mean, if we're really playing into this like devil route, I cut. Yeah, if we call That's it Amazing Graces, fun. yes. And this is like we're doing yeah, like Southern Revival graces. kind of style Amazing music. Graces. Yeah. And, and it's obviously ma- our owner's grace. What What if it was like an old church turned into a bar? Because I know there's a lot oh. of those in older parts of the uh, the country. For sure. Yeah. Um, Hell yeah. And its whole thing yeah. is like. Um, uh what what you do here i don't know like you'll you'll be forgiven on sunday or whatever that logo would be um hilarious like <laughs> i don't know uh uh i like that i think that's fun there was something i read somewhere about how uh like in like in wisconsin there are as many ch- churches as there are as there are bars because you go to the bars saturday and you go to church the next day hung over or something like that yeah <laughs> I love that. I'm trying to think about like a fun, a fun uh, catchphrase or something for that for a song title, maybe. So amazing graces, and we can call this uh, Saturday Night Mass or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or sa- you know it's called it Saturday Saturday service. Um, oh, that's good. I like Saturday that. service like because that. it is. Like we 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 make that joke where it's like it's amazing graces and they and obviously it's it's tongue in cheek. We're not gonna be like so we're not gonna be so stick to it that it's almost blasphemous. But the idea of like this is a community, this is we're gonna use the big gospel because we are using the devil that comes in. Mm-hmm. Devil on the crossroads. Yeah. I kinda love that. So it's this big gospel ish number. So all of the extras that's this is the question. Does, do all of the extras are they in choir robes? Oh. is it like uh, everybody but the main like the main if, people if, are in the sunday best everybody's in their sunday best in the extra everybody's in their choir yeah rooms. uh i i feel like i feel like if it were a real bar that would probably be very ineffectual if your servers were dressed in, in choir robes that's true um however the showmanship for the show i think it, it's just perfect perfect okay yeah may, maybe like the intro song I, I uh they could be all be wearing like the robes to introduce the bar but in the bar the lights reveal that all their robes are tattered and falling apart uh it's um sure it's, uh, very metaphorical yeah i like it yeah i, like I kind of I mean, if you if you call it Amazing Graces, you could with one of the songs for the future, you could either use Amazing Grace and it's on the nose, or not use it. So the religious crowd is like, "All right, where's that good song? Where's that good song?" And it's not in there. <laughs> like I the think whole that musical. There, yeah, I think that if we if we definitely have a subplot of um, the one the one person who continues to go to the bar. Uh, the you know the, that one lush, um, and they have their own side plot where they you know find love. Who knows? Um, they're gonna sing Amazing Grace, but change all the words and like do it in that like drunken stupor, right? Amazing <laughs> Grace, how sweet, how sweet the, the beer. Yeah, exactly. yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Same pace, same wavelength, <laughs> same wavelength. 
I love it. Go, uh, go talking about the to- talk, talking about the same wa- same wavelength. Uh, another great quote um, by uh, John Taffer is, "I have no personal or professional regrets. I really don't." Um, wow, none. <laughs> Zero. Just living his life. Just living his so, life. We've we've got this big we've got this big intro, and I love like. I love where we ended up with it. It's big gospel <laughs> number. And then like, as it goes on, we see that like the, like the people that are left in the bar at the end of this number, cause they kind of slowly, they leave the, they leave the risers as it were down to like fewer and fewer people. And the few people mm-hmm. that are still left in the bar are in tattered. They're in the tattered ropes because mm-hmm. we're showing that degradation. Grace again, she's in her Sunday best, whether or not that's like the, the big hats and the, and you know, like the, the, the full same color matching like a uh, suit with skirt combo or, you know, whatever it is mm-hmm. um, growing up in the South, you know, if for those of us who grow up in the South, we know exactly whenever we say like this kind of like Southern gospel, we know exactly what it means. We know exactly what it's going to look like. And, um, and so I feel like we need a couple songs before the devil shows up. I think that you're right. I think that we really need to introduce our, our main characters other than grace. Uh, do we have a, a bartender? Do we have a, a cook? Do we have... Yeah. I, I think I, those I, are the fun characters in, like, Bar Rescue is, is the personalities that come from the bartenders and the... Yeah, and this kitchen staff. Yeah, I think definitely a bartender. They seem to be kind of like a point of... It seems like in, in the whole show that... The bartenders are either, depending on the bar in the episode, either, like, really good, a good point of redemption, like, kind of this, mm-hmm. um, I don't know what the term is, but maybe they're, like, a hidden gem in the bar where the bar could be good if they were managed correctly, or they could be a mm-hmm. big point of contention where, you know, they're, you know, bad people, they're real rowdy, they're violent, they're mean. We could um, go the route of... um like I think in the Rock and Rhonda's episode, Rhonda is known as the mom of the bar, the person who just yeah. gives people a billion chances. So Grace could be someone who keeps giving like these wily characters forgiveness and like keeps them employed because they're basically family. So she like her fatal flaw is that she gives too much grace. I love um, it. Aww. And so we could Aww. have. I think I think it's fun to have the character who. Um, is like the under not underdog is like this the bars the kind of the person that needs to learn the lesson yeah that person like the we could have a bar full of people who keep getting second chances but there is like that one if it's a bartender or a manager or something that's like way overworked and is like the savior of the bar but they're just not given the chance to do what they need to do. For sure. We can definitely have a couple of bartenders. Some of them are like very like comedic effect. Like the one she has to get rid of just keeps trying to do bar tricks and just breaks. <laughs> yeah. That's all every, every line. Um, and so we're fuck. saying, uh, yeah, you know. so we're saying the reason that this bar has lost its success is because grace isn't willing to make the tough decisions. Well, uh, uh, John Taffer would say uh, failure is an awful thing. And when I look at the common denominator of failure, it seems to always be the same thing. Excuses. Ooh. Oh. Great. Damn. But... Poetry. <laughs> Great. But how does this help us right now, John Taffer? Um, <laughs> I don't know. So... I'm, full of, I'm full of excuses. Man. <laughs> <laughs> so what... Like is is the reason this bar not successful? Is it? And we can be a little bit more subtle, but with typically with musicals, you want one, maybe two things that you're trying to solve for, so it doesn't get muddy. Um, Is it because she keeps giving? uh, She keeps giving the wrong people second chances, Uh, or is it because she? Or is it something like where this kind of bar just doesn't fit where she lives anymore? Like she, the community has passed her by. Because I feel like the second chances we have a we have a good good chance there that like if like the the devil gets its due the bar has to close down but maybe all of these people she's given a second chance to give her a second chance somewhere else you know what if it's like um, if he steals the soul of the bar he steals the soul of the 
kind of wily characters. And so they do become like a bit robotic or, you know, just flavorless people. And so it's like, he's fixing the bar in the wrong way. Whereas she Mm -hmm. loves the people. She loves the bar because of the characters that come to the bar and work in the bar, even though they're flawed. And she, and so really the, the lesson that she, that she kind of learns from this is sometimes you, sometimes you, you like nothing, no magic spell is going to fix anything. Sometimes you just have to be like, Hey, stop breaking my stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it could be the, it could be like the deus ex, what am I saying? What is it called? The deus ex machina? machina. Yeah, you got it. Um, where, the big external push makes like changes the character so that she she learns a lesson but they also learn a lesson so yeah, they all yeah. kind of fix themselves together in the end i don't know okay i i think that can work great let's i think once we get there i think that'll it'll make it a little bit more clear okay. so we have a song where we introduce the other characters um and it's again it's gospel kind of very big and very big and gospely and very kind of like uh religious in that way where it's you know there's the spotlight and they're singing mm-hmm. big mm-hmm. over the top numbers singing about what makes them so great you know like the bartenders like i'm you so the bartender we've got the couple fuck up bartenders maybe we've got a chef who is taking advantage of of uh grace grace's hospitality um um I got an idea for either a the chef or one of the bartenders. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe there's one that's like a bad boy. Whenever he makes his entrance, there's a song similar to like "Bad to the Bone," where it's that same <laughs> riff. It's, it's also in like Bo Diddley's like "I'm a Man," like the bum, 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 Oh yeah, like bum, bum, some, some bum. real southern. We're, we're keeping with that like southern uh, blues kind of. Uh huh. Yeah, like he, he's a swamp creature, but his I think I don't know why I like uh, like a bartender who's there just to like like meet women and try to like bang a new woman every night, or who's who like likes Anthony Bourdain too much and <laughs> thinks he can be like him either as a bartender, and that kind of plays into a different realm of food reality TV. It does, um, but I like it. But. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of people I've met people like who work in food, who like who have his books, which is dope because that's understandable. Like he's a he's a dope dude. But I think it's one of those things like a Wolf of Wall Street type situation where you can take it too far. Like, yes, this man is flawed, has a flawed past, admits Uh it. But like people can misinterpret him as like, oh, I want to be this like cool dude. That like just wants to fuck chicks like in the freezer, and I do heroin, and I show up like all fucking like scagged out, you know, like and like I don't know, it's totally like maybe that's one of the things too. Like she just gives this person too many second chances, and maybe I'm just throwing this in there for dramatic effect. Maybe this person is so reprehensible that you would think, why would Grace keep this person around? But I don't know, maybe he, like, makes her really good muffins that reminds her of <laughs> the way her mom made her muffins. Or maybe they're having a secret affair and they're actually, like, oh. really good together or something. Ooh. Okay. I like I, I like the I like the utilitarian nature of the food per- version of it, because I'm not sure if Grace needs a needs a, a relationship in this. Just my opinion, because I think that sure. makes it a little bit more interesting um mm-hmm. that there isn't that love subplot also i feel like well, no I her her partner died in the beginning in the up uh, during montage. the up thing exactly oh, yeah. oh and that's and she's together lo- she's lost her drive yeah that's yeah. that really okay and her her significant other's name was amazing Or oh. oh, or or it starts as amazing graces, and then like we have a big neon sign above the stage, and by yeah. the end of the song, it just turns to graces. Oh, like yeah, oh yeah, the the signage dies out. Oh, that's yeah, sad. the signage dies out, and because then we can have like then then at at when I'm getting ahead of myself. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so we have the introducing of the songs, then we have the introducing of the bad boy. Let's mm-hmm. call him. 
I don't know. Chet. Uh, Chet. Chet the bad boy. She, um, he, he, we have the introduction <laughs> of him. Like after that character introduction, she's like, where's Chet? He's late again. He's late again. And he rolls into town, leather jacket with the smoke rolling out, the bad to the bone kind of thing. Oh my God. And he's like up on the bar dancing, <laughs> talking about how great he is, talking about how the women swoon when he walks in, like the whole thing. Uh-huh. And then we learn, you know, um, and so everybody's like, why do you keep him around? Yada, yada, yada. But before we get an answer to why he needs to, why he gets to keep, uh, be kept around, that's when John Taffer blows in. He <laughs> blows in. Yeah, like, uh-huh. like we get the, maybe like before that, we get a song. Oh, we, we get, we get Grace's song, like a solo by herself. She's like, it's almost like a prayer. Yeah. And maybe that's the mm-hmm. name of the song. Yeah. It's almost like a prayer. Oh, that's good. She's singing about like what this bar means to her and why it's so important and why it's been so hard Mm -hmm. and all of this beautiful music. Then at the end, some smoke billows in (laughs) and it's like red smoke, the whole thing. (laughs) And she thinks it's like answer to your prayers. And that's when it like goes directly into that. It's almost like a prayer and it goes directly into answer to your prayers. And that's when we have the John Taffer character come in. And we hear like the uh, the what the revving of what's the the car that he always pulls up in an Escalade. Yeah, an Escalade. we hear the revving of an Escalade. <laughs> I I really dig. I think that's awesome because in the show the format is is in the intro. It's like they made a call to John Taffer. Will he help them? And then John Taffer shows up. So it is like the prayer or the call to yeah. him. Um, Do one we thing need I. To- Oh, go ahead. One thing I thought, real quick, is you could, when John Taffer rolls in, maybe, I don't know, maybe the bar is like, I don't know, maybe there's like the saloon doors of a classic Western saloon, and he like breaks through them, or or here's something a little more like foreshadowing and a little more fun with like stage picture, is after the prayer smoke comes in, but maybe he's lit to where on the back wall of the stage you can see this like tall shadowy figure like, <laughs> kind of kind of walk it. towards the bar. And I'm thinking of like if you see No Country for Old Men, instead of like doing the classic Western cowboy stance, like the shootout, they uh-huh. substitute it with like shadows. Like when Tommy Lee Jones looks into the hotel room, you can see his shadow, but it still has the same um, stance that a cowboy would. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> It's like a little more like just like taking like like artistic versions of like classic tropes. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. I think it'd be funny if you see this giant shadow of John Taffer behind the bar and then it kind of walks <laughs> in to the bar. That's just an idea. Oh, I love I it. I like it. I like that a lot. I love it cause, and then John Taffer. So he comes in. He's dressed again. Sunday best. I know we're kind of doing, you know, well-dressed devil which is kind of a well-worn trope but we're going with this southern very kind of southern bluesy gospel kind of thing that would be the trope that they that that would exist he's the gospel baritone too like he's got a deep voice he comes in and he's singing about how uh i'm gonna fix you know like are you sure you want to do this maybe Mm -hmm. like like i'm an answer to your prayer but i might not be but i might not be the answer you want something like that like it is very much it's oh, not. I don't think we need to even. T- I think he needs to be as slimy as possible. Okay, okay, like, slimy. I, I think that's I don't better. think he needs to give her an out. Like um, he should I, just be. You know, I, maybe he's like, I will make. I'll fix your problems, and he explains how he's going to fix everything. I, I have, I have the perfect yeah. name of his song that he is putting it out there, and it is another quote of of his. <laughs> I'm a businessman, not a bartender. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh i like because he comes in and she's like who are you and he's like oh i'm just a businessman <laughs> oh yeah she doesn't even know <laughs> like he's because he's this entity she didn't call yeah. john taffer like yeah she, she didn't call me. call him right. like we're, we're we're not doing like she, he doesn't exist he's a demonic yeah, yeah, presence yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. he doesn't exist <laughs> yeah Yes, I yes, I like that he's like as slimy as possible. He's trying to upsell her on all of his ideas and stuff. Oh yeah, and he's got like this. Yeah, he's got this very enticing. Like, I'm just a businessman. Mm-hmm. Like I know what works, but yeah. you know what works is you. I'm just a businessman. Like the I think, entire time. I think too going with that since Grace is 
you know, natural state is to forgive those around her. That maybe in the song, maybe it could be a duet where, or maybe it's his song that turns into a duet and she shows some like resistance. Like, oh, I don't know. You're a stranger. I've never seen you in this small town. And he's like, nonsense. I can fix your problems. And I don't know uh, where I was really going with that. But I mean, I think because because of her forgiving nature, there's something about him that she's going to allow. And that's her fatal flaw. Like she as a human being have kicked off this whole. And I mean, I think it gives her agency because he gives off all of the signs, all of the red flags that no one should trust. And maybe some of the bar patrons don't even like him. Yeah. You know, I think in that, in his song where he enters, he can do some like, um, uh, supernatural, like turning a wall in the bar to show that there's like a a worker, like picking his nose while he's frying something, you know, like he does these like reveals, like, here's what I've been seeing. I've been watching you and hear like these (laughs) reveals of all the terrible, uh, things that are just falling apart in her bar. So we can skip the part yeah. where, like, in the actual show, he's watching on hidden cameras in his Escalade. We're yeah, just, like, in his yeah. song. He's like, here's what I've been seeing. And then at well, the very end, it... when, she, when, when she agrees, he can go, shut it down, and all the lights go down. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. And I do like what Olivia said about, um, you know, he's like, I've been watching you, because it skips the whole... He, because the whole recon where he watches the bar from hidden cameras. I mean, that is like he's trying to play God. Yeah, you know, yeah, he's exactly. trying to watch how the bar works without actually being there and intervening when he wants to. But yeah. I mean, that kind of having that in the musical skips because that would be boring to watch on stage. Yeah, from him right. in a car. So it skips ahead. And and I think so, giving it that giving it that supernatural bent of he just is like omnipotent in a way or om, omniscient. Is that what it be? Would it be? Is that what it would be if you see everything? One of those you're omniscient? two. One of those. Right. Yeah. He's omniscient. And so it makes her like have respect for him where she doesn't know who he is. Yeah. You know? Um, she's like, okay, you know something more than I do. So okay, mm-hmm. so we've got this song, and then we've got the shut it down. Maybe we've got the song where he, where he introduces the changes he's gonna make. Like I'm gonna make some changes, yada yada yada. Maybe it's like a very kind of like military song where he lines everybody up, and like he changes them. He he magically changes them into the to the right kind of person, if that makes sense. Yeah, are they gonna be like Duloc esque? Like, um, they're just like jolly, <laughs> jolly well, robots. I think or... so. I think he's yeah, he's gonna brainwash him essentially. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and yeah. so she's gonna brain. He's gonna brainwash him, and then you know they're gonna relaunch the bar, and that's when um the sign changes from to graces to uh what would it be called Graceland. It's a an Elvis Presley themed. <laughs> Incredible. Oh, that is beautiful. Beautiful Graceland. It goes from Amazing Graces to Graces to Graceland, and it's like a it's like a kitschy Elvis theme. Uh-huh. It's in like Elvis theme. They don't even lean into the theme all that much. There's just some pictures of Elvis and some yeah. hunka hunka burning love cocktails, like some really yeah. lazy. I think I think the uh, the bad bartender, the bad to the bone bartender. Like has to dress up as Elvis. Yeah, he becomes like, Elvis. And like, yeah, he's like um, a very washed, very. He's a very sanitized version of Elvis, though. Like he's the bartender, and and so yeah. yeah so they have a new song. The next song is called Graceland, and it is reintroducing every. And the bar gets packed. Before we get that far, yeah. we have to introduce John Taffer, uh, the the cronies that come in, like his okay. sidekick, yes. which are the, yes. the expert bartender and the expert kitchen person. Okay. So we yeah. have to create those characters too, because that's essential. Okay, perfect. So those characters, I think, can show up with the, there's going to be some changes is the name of the song. So he's got to shut it down. And then he's either, there's going to be some changes. I was going to say change is going to come, but that's a, already a song, an incredible song. If you've never heard it, you need to hear it. Should um, these all be like him, like plays on him? Well, like either plays on him. I think we're sticking with that like Southern yeah. gospel kind of thing. I love it. I feel like you could also have like a rock. Uh, the impression I'm getting is there is like a rock opera element, like hymnals that have turned into. Yes. Like, yeah, like there's an electric guitar. Superstar. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I dig. 
And um, so and so we keep with that. And so that's when he introduces his cronies. Um, what is it? Rick Vegas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We can I, change I their names if we want. Dick Vegas. <laughs> I, I I still like uh William's last uh, last episode was a uh, Dick Reno. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, that's, I, that's I, I really like Dick Reno. That's good. So be, oh, should the should the title be Be Thou My Vision? <laughs> oh my god, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's instead of changes yeah be thou my vision and he brings down and it's very like to them it seems like incredible but you know when we're when he's performing it's sinister we know it's uh-huh. sinister. I, I, have, I have a question for you is um is this our best opportunity to be able to have uh audience participation where Ooh. they bring someone from the audience and like this is dick reno <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> or um, we don't have audience participation because it's terrifying. <laughs> we, could just, um, we could have plants in the audience. We, too. Oh we could yeah! Send out what we could do is like in their stress test, we could send out people to get drinks, and then like I don't know, that could be in the audience, like taking out drinks to the audience. Oh, that sure. could be fun. Yeah. That could actually and then be fun. Just, like, I mean, it's easy. If they don't get a drink, you say, raise your hand if you haven't gotten a drink yet. And they raise their hand, you know? Oh, well, yeah. And it's like I, a I, huge. I mean, the Imagining the Theater is just, yeah, Imagining yeah. the Theater is just packed. So it's like a ton of people in this tiny gospel bar. <laughs> One thing I like on that from a stage picture perspective is if John Taffer's kind of control, he's like, as a god or as a demon, he's sending out his minions to the audience. <laughs> Um, to like get drink orders and then when he says everyone stop it's almost like he raises his hands and lightning bolts come out (laughs) like i don't know why that's the image i see if i were in the because there's a lot of chaos but he has control over it all like sure he's he's a puppeteer i don't say puppets in front of william um (laughs) Uh so what if john taffer was a puppet that oh no no hold on i'm not talking about the show i mean in real life in like, real life. is that I think that, that really <laughs> might be a possibility. But so I, I love this. So we have the we're making some changes. Then we have the song where he introduces his um my vision, art thou my vision, thou art my vision, excuse me. Where he introduces all of his uh cronies to fix everything. Then we have stress test as the next song. Yeah. And that's where they, you know, they pass out the drinks and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. the last song of the act is graceland yeah yeah and yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and that's where they introduce and everything like that and then at the very end the final picture after the big graceland number where they introduce it the bar is very famous like making a lot of money all of this and we see grace a little a little uncomfortable but you know maybe she's not even in it yet maybe she's not even in the picture for graceland every time she shows up to do something they usher her away you know like like trying to keep her out of it like oh you're not running your your own bar kind of thing and then at the very end, it's got the big picture, and that's when the neon sign switches from Grace's to Graceland. And then we end on that and that. Just the Graceland neon it. sign. Yeah, yeah. I dig I it. That's good. Oh. Uh, so let's keep moving to the second act. Let's keep moving this can, creative juice. Can I Go say, ahead. going back real quick, whenever, Wait. what was the name of the song where it's like my, my thou or like my will Be thou? thou my vision maybe while he's doing it when his cronies are there uh maybe john taffer's like what you lack is this and maybe like the mixologist pours a drink and a drink and a drink and a cauldron you know like the mixologist is mixing Mm. as john taffer says you need this and this and this and then once the cocktails finish john taffer gives it to like grace and it's like and that's a recipe for success or something. Or there's a lot uh, of like. It could cookie. even be that what that's how they brainwash the yeah. the bartenders is they make them Ooh. like a supernatural brew. Yes, like makes them, the, make some food, the whole thing. Yeah. Or, yeah. or, or he, you know, he could say something like in the bar restaurant industry, you're always one idea away from your next quarter million. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that's or, a perfect line. It rolls that. off the tongue. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> catchy. Or, or make no mistake, confrontation is unavoidable in business. This is where we. This is where we have like an I surrender all moment. Um, yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. A little bit. Yeah. I, I also think that we really need to fit this quote in. Um, well, there's two. There's uh, there's the one I was really going to run for Congress. Um, that's a great quote of John Towers. Um, <laughs> but an, another one is rarely does a congressman stand up and defend a liquor company. Rarely does a congressman stand up and defend a bar. I feel like this comes in the sequel to this musical yes. where <laughs> we have to defeat the bad congressman. Oh God, that'd be. Uh... Fun um, sequel. Yeah, oh, fun let's one. move on. Let's move on. We're moving on. I, I got to keep this train rolling. So before I, I before I, we move on, no, before no, we move on, no, this one's five fair. quotes. Before you give it five quotes, wait, wait. This one is It'll be worth it if you wait. Okay. It'll be worth it if you wait. Uh, keep no, the eye engaged. They're only hanging on for those John Taffer quotes, William. So you just got to, we got to sprinkle them. We don't want them to cut out mid. They're mid only podcast. like the first link that comes up on the Google. Yeah, it's like this. It's like the fourth one. The first one. The first one. The first one would only give me like quotes from his book. Uh, Wasn't giving me quotes that he got to say. So this next. So the next song. So we have Graceland, and I'm assuming we're gonna have like the second. The the first song out of the act is essentially Graceland again, but maybe this one is where Grace actually is able to get in, and she's like, "This isn't my bar." You know, this is where she like things are going really well. It's kind of a recap, like. We do a bit of a time skip. It's been a couple months. Things are going really well, but something seems off. Maybe the regulars aren't showing up. You, you know, like this is Saturday service, but the regulars leave instead of instead of everybody else leaving and only the regulars being left. It is yeah. the regulars are the ones that are leaving. I think, yeah. yeah. and It's just a bunch of hipsters and tourists that are visiting it because they're making fun of the bar. I think we need to establish like the whole theme of Graceland before we cut to the second act like we need oh, yeah. to introduce the song, instead of the, just the song before right before the second act is graceland okay yeah. okay like i just introducing is introducing graceland okay that i thought we were just doing the the big sign and then no cutting sorry i kind of glossed over it because i got excited um, and they're wearing roller skates right <laughs> why yeah anything that would make it more difficult <laughs> yeah ah uh, roller that? skates on a stage that's consistently safe um, hey, not very many people got hurt in uh, Under the Sea on um, The Little Mermaid. What about um, <laughs> Starlight Express? Not a lot of people got hurt in Starlight Express. Either way. They were more used to roller skating back then. Either either way. Um, <laughs> either way. So we have that song in the first act where they, the last song is where they set up what Graceland is. The second act, you know, Saturday service, it's a, it's the reprise, it's shorter, but we see things are, things are different. Things are clearly different, not great. And then I'm wondering, I hate to do two reprises in a row, but I'm wondering if this is when we find out, maybe maybe she goes to John Taffert and be like, hey, thank you so much for your help with all of this. Like maybe he comes he comes back at some point or he just stays there. Maybe he just stays there because he's a <laughs> demon. Or, you know, she does something that brings him back. She's like, I'm not sure if I'm super comfortable with these changes. I'm thinking I might be like, thank you for your business, but I'm not sure if this is what I want my bar to be. And then we need that confrontation where he says, you can't leave. You sign, you you know, like you can't, you, you can't make these changes. You can't leave me kind of thing. But before that, I feel like we need to find out why John Tafford is doing this. Should we, would that be in that song or would it be a song before where he's kind of like talking to the head, you know, like he's he's in a phone call or some sort of thing like that. He's talking <laughs> a about demonic phone call. Yeah, well, I mean, it's um, like a, again, it's it's almost like a prayer. I think I think he can reveal it when he's talking to her. Um, okay, when she's when he's like you're trapped, kind of thing. Yeah, like you signed a contract. Uh, I take the soul of your bar and I give you success or whatever. Um, and then I think, yeah, he can reveal his like plan to uh, take over the world with take over the world. Shitty yeah. yuppie bars. <laughs> shitty, shitty yuppie bars. I like that. So those are the first two or three songs of the second act. I is... mean, also like his, sorry. Um, oh, I was please. just going to say his goal doesn't really have to be like 
turning the universe into a suburb of Las Vegas, that could be a side effect, but his goal could just be like, he feeds, like he survives off of the souls of bars. Of okay. bars. Yeah. You know, so like this. Wants- yeah. I like yeah. that. No, okay. I like that's, that. His, that's his main goal is he has to keep creating these he so feeds. that he can feed off of the soul of the bars. How is, how is Grace going to fix this? What is she going to do? So now we know, we know the stakes we know what happened we know the problem everybody's brainwashed you can't get them to not be you know these these uh elvis kind of impersonators and everything like that uh-huh what's the end game here does she get her bar back does she start a new bar she has to get her bar back i think okay she so we get her to, like, yeah fix undo the spell that's cast undo on them the spell somehow. so we're gonna say this is reversible how is she gonna do that how do we get there um well, there is the one, there's the bad boy bartender. Maybe he's mm-hmm. our first in. There's the bad boy bartender, like you were talking about. Like, maybe there is a song, if we go back into the first act, there's a song before, maybe there's a song, like, before he, um, John Taffer takes over everything. He uh, he asks her, why does she, why do you keep this specific bartender? Like, like, you know, like, mm-hmm. why do you keep this? You should just fire him. Like, I'm just going to fire him. And she stands up for him. And maybe she explains why, like, he's a great cook or like, there's something about him that is redeemable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which she uses to convince John Taffer to let him stay. And maybe she uses that in the second act to reawaken him. She uses that thing to bring him back. And she needs his rowdy nature and his kind of bad boy attitude to help wake everybody else up and rebel. I think that's, I think that's definitely a way to do it. Yeah. I'm just thinking of like some way to get, some way to get us started, you know? Yeah. Would it be weird to bring like the ghost of her dead partner (laughs) back since we're doing supernatural stuff, even in like a dream sequence or something to remind her like, this is why we called this amazing graces is because Maybe there's a- Maybe there's a uh, a painting on the wall, or something like that of of them together, or like a photo Aww. on the wall of that them John together. Taffer removed. Yeah, John Taffer. John Taffer removes it. Oh at yeah. At some point, maybe when he comes back, it's like up in the church attic or something. Yeah, either that, or like when he comes back, he notices she put it back up. She, mm. Yeah, yeah, the, uh, the painting back up, and he's like, "Get rid of this." He's like, get rid of this right now. It's ruining the vibe of the bar kind of thing. Like in his song or like as he's leaving, he's like, get rid of this. It's ruining the vibe. Um, And so then she has a heartfelt song where she sings to it. And then he shows up like the the husband, the significant other shows up at some point, like during that song to kind of sing with her. Uh, I believe that it is um, uh, the significant other's name is Maisie. (laughs) Maybe Amaze and Grace. Yeah. Amaze and Grace. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. That's funny. What if uh one thing to kind of like reawaken the bad boy bartender, what if his thing was he did bar tricks with like the liquor bottles, but he crashed them all and he just wouldn't <sighs> stop doing it? And like maybe as Elvis the way to like reawaken him is the crash of a liquor bottle. And then it kind of like <laughs> shakes him awake because he's so familiar with it that he like, he's like, what am I doing? I'm not Elvis. And he kind of like rips his clothes off. Um, I don't know. If that's... I, 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 I like it. And I think I want to take it one step further. Mm-hmm. I mm. think I want her to reintroduce all of his bad habits. <laughs> um like the trying to sleep with, with like he's singing a song like she's trying to she so she has that emotional conversation with her husband and her husband is like um you know you can do it gracie you are or with her uh, significant other excuse me um you know you are what makes this place amazing kind of thing kind of song like you are the the one you need to help them and so then she the only thing she can think of is to reintroduce those bad habits to the bad boy bar to Chet, the bad boy bartender. And he has like a very kind of, and we can even stick with the Elvis thing where it starts with like his Elvis is, you know, Elvis has some very like 
buttoned up, clean, nice songs. And we start in kind of that motif. But as she starts breaking stuff, introduce like introducing him to women, things like that, his hips start shaking. Like he does the whole like hound ain't nothing but a hound dog. He goes the full. And so he like rips off his white velvet, his white like sequin thing. And underneath it is the leather jacket. And he still has the Elvis quaff. But now he's like the bad boy Elvis. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I think, I mean, what if, I think that that's a cool transformation. And we, uh, what if her, like the way that she revives people is by like saying she's sorry that (laughs) she, you know, I'm sorry that I uh, took this away from you. I don't know. Like, if you can kind of see in them, there's like a tear of like misery in their robotic <laughs> <laughs> uh, perfectness. She's like gets to them by like the emotional thing of okay, yeah. I I'm sorry I didn't see. Um, you know, I'm sorry I I took away all the fun of the bar. I don't know what it would be. Um, if we're gonna do that, I I think it would be it could be useful to work in her the the lesson that she did need to learn. She like she learned. She needed to learn that she had to be the boss a little bit. Like she could just be, she can have grace with people and give them second chances, but she needs to teach them as well. She needs to set boundaries. She needs to to have grace with herself. Perfect. And so how do we, I, I think that really works. So she can apologize or maybe the way she snaps them out of it is by actually being a boss. Like it's that same thing where she's, yeah. she apologizes. She's like, but that's not what I want you to do. You need to do this, this, and this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then he's like, my programming. Yeah, okay. and she, she essentially deprograms them, but also like she she's getting them to be better versions of themselves. Like the, like the, the bad boy bartender. He doesn't mm-hmm. break stuff as much. Yeah, he's still a bit of a horn dog, but at least he's more respectful. You know, um, the cook is not like that the, maybe the cook is really lazy and doesn't doesn't want to do <laughs> x y or z but he makes incredible food so she's like make that incredible food let me um let let me help you in the kitchen so that way you don't have to do the things you don't want to do or you mm-hmm. know you have to do certain things because you know like she's really she's teaching them she's being mm-hmm. a boss she's being a a caring and effective leader and that kind of pulls yeah. them out of this robotic by the book number by the book thing. I think that works. Cause I think, yeah. Cause like her flaw, I think like her deeper flaw is that she thought her husband or her partner was like the true owner of the bar. I like, yes. And she, yeah. was, you know, his partner in it, but now she has to like, after that visit with her partner, she has to, uh, be reminded that she is the true owner she's the co-owner of this bar and she can do the things that she never thought she was you know able to do before because that person was doing it okay so we have we have that she breaks away everybody starts coming back it starts getting de-yuppified a little bit Mm -hmm. and then we have to have and maybe we have a song where it's like back to normal or um the scales have fallen from my eyes it's very, uh, you, you know, like very Paul to Saul, like very biblical in that. And she's there, like, there's the spotlights and they're like, I'm awake, I'm alive kind of thing. Praise the Lord, I'm alive. And um, <laughs> open as, my eyes that I may see. Exactly. Maybe the amazing grace is her husband sings it to her instead of the old mm. drunk, the old lush at the bar. It's her <laughs> husband singing it to her like in the song, like your amazing grace. Instead of amazing grace, it's your amazing grace. Oh like yeah, that's really that's really sweet. You know that's going to make up. people cry. I think it was <laughs> yeah. really beautiful. And then as things are getting back to normal and like the regulars start coming back, that's when Je- John Taffer and his cronies come back and went for the big song fight. You know what I mean? Yeah, and they have to like suck the soul out of him again by like a soul battle. Yeah, but it's called you know it's called suck, dance with the devil. They got to suck his soul right out of his kitchen. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> gross. And so what would this song, what would this big, so I think this is going to be a big song, a big number where, you know, they fight, they, the lessons they have learned, keep them from falling back into what John Taffer wants, 
and they're doing all of that. But what kind of song is this going to be? I, I think we need to describe this scene a little bit. And then I think we're close to the end here. So I think we really need to figure out what this scene will look like. So they show up. John Taffer, maybe he says, you signed a contract. You can't do this. And maybe she rips up the contract. You know, maybe she rips yeah. up the contract and that starts like a... He's like, he is beating her down and he starts winning in the song about like i'm the businessman i make this work you don't you're just the bar owner I'm i the am the businessman man. yeah but she's yeah like, <laughs> i still own this bar you know yeah i still own this bar i still own you is kind of his whole thing is like i'm i'm the owner here and she starts faltering and then her and then you know the wait staff helps the the regulars help and they kind of like have this big song about, you know, about how it's more than a bar, it's a family or something like that. Yeah. If, if there's any sort of sacrificial moment, I think the bad boy bartender should sacrifice himself at the no. end. <laughs> <laughs> that would be like a good arc for... <laughs> oh, like, I, like, like John Taffer is like, I still need a soul. And he was like, I'll yeah. go with you then. Yeah, and oh he had like gosh. the pure—he had the purest soul of all, or something. <laughs> <laughs> You're the new Jake t- Reno. Uh, <laughs> uh, I will say, maybe this is jumping ahead. I could say maybe the end, like all the patrons come back, and then they like d- they take their clothes off, and they have like choir robes underneath, and they uh-huh. all join the whole cast in one final song about redemption. And like, I think that's, and like, there's an organist, uh, and like, I think that's, uh, I don't know. I like that the bar patrons like that were there that looked like extras or looked like scenery turned out to like help in the final number. I think that's great. I think that helped. Yeah. That final big final number and with everything running better, maybe it is. We, we just have a third rendition of Saturday service, but this time nobody leaves. Mm. like it's this big mm-hmm. it's big beautiful saturday service number this is called saving graces isn't it this would be like that well that's the name of the show right saving oh graces. is it saving grace grace yeah but this could be like the name of the song of the titular i think song. that's i think that works great too <laughs> and yeah and and so we have this big beautiful song where pe- people just keep showing up people keep showing up and like it's sustained and and we we show it some way to like show that it's sustainable because like things aren't breaking around them things are going well and yeah and they the just final. like they just cast the demon they could just cast the demon out somehow <laughs> they could i guess uh, yeah the, if the patrons show up maybe maybe that's what it is instead of like him having to sacrifice himself he's getting ready to or something like that or like they're like i don't know what we're gonna do like they're falling Ooh. but okay people just start showing up like patrons just start streaming in to the point where you can't hear and they start streaming in and singing and you can't hear john taffer and his minions anymore because the bar's so busy mm-hmm. i got an idea going off of okay. that is so i think that going back to the cocktail the big kind of the physical symbol that the bar has changed in like the reality tv show yes. is the introduction of the co- introduction of the cocktail and usually they push out a really bad cocktail. Like yeah. the bar, they're like, oh, we're famous for this trash can punch. And it's like really terrible. Maybe yeah. it's something where um, the bar has lost its soul because uh, people stopped ordering the trash can punch. But Grace, <laughs> lo- it was a recipe Grace and her partner came up with. It. So everyone stopped buying it. So she had to convince the bartender to make it again. So the patrons start drinking it realize how much soul it has and then the the patrons come back and that's what diminishes uh john taffer that helps diminish taffer and his cronies because you know part of his evil doing was in that potion that everyone was drinking but it was mind control right okay i like that okay that's and that's how we get that so that's how we cast john taffer out because we cast him out in that song where they 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 reintroduce like the soul of the bar and then we have, or maybe that is Saving Graces. That is the name of the song, Saving Graces. It's that big, like they're they're pa- handing out the the uh, they're handing out the um, the drinks. Everybody comes back. John Taffer is dispelled from the bar. He is excised from the bar. And then the final song, 
I don't, I'm not, not saying we need to go back to this, but it's, it's something similar to Saturday service. Um, they have that big, and, and the reason we're doing that is to show that the time skip, but people are still coming in. Like we still show that the time skip, we show all the good things that have changed. Mm-hmm. Like we have that big, beautiful number a big set piece at the end. And then at the very end, it goes from Graceland again, and then it switches finally back to Amazing Graces. Uh, yeah. And that's the that's the final right there. Anything else that you think we need before we wrap it up? So the bartender is not being sacrificed. No, the bartender, version. we end okay. up not sacrificing him. Okay. I wanted to keep one... him. Okay. Yeah, we're going to keep him, I guess. <laughs> we're going to keep him. He, instead, like, they don't know what to do. So they start giving out the trash can punch or whatever it is. Uh, Grace is like, Chet, make the drink. I think Grace adopts Chet at the end. <laughs> he's a he's a bully because he doesn't have family. He's studying to For get his GED and go back to college. <laughs> I do like that. Uh, one, I'm glad that we didn't go the route of trying to ship um, her with the bartender. I think that works out better. That she still kind of has this long lost love for her partner who was gone but like for him yeah something happens where like maybe his true passion is he wants to be like an elvis ordainer and vegas or (laughs) i don't know but but that might be counterintuitive to john taffer because that's what he would want he would want this dude to ordain people so i don't know yeah he's going to get his ged or he's trying to I don't maybe know. He's he, trying to maybe be he like. He still wears the Elvis stuff, but he's like the bad boy Elvis now. Like he even keeps it. He learned a little something. Like I think we show that like it's happily ever after, but we don't necessarily need the. We don't necessarily need to have that ironed out for this pitch. But I, I agree. We need to show his growth somehow. We need to show all of their growth somehow. But other than that, I think we got. I think we've got a good little, uh, a good, a good pitch lined up up here. Um, there's one thing that you need for a good pitch that you always have to have, and that is one song. You need a song, like if we're going to be pitching this to anybody, we need the one song that convinces them that this will be worth it. So William, mm-hmm. actually, Devin, mm-hmm. um, which song would you love to hear actually made into a real song? Like which which one of these ideas would you want oh. to be a real song? Ah. Uh. I really, I, I feel bad that I still don't remember the name of it because it sounds biblical. Uh, the, the, what is it? The, that will be done or uh, what was that? The one where like John Taffer comes in like. Be, be thou my vision. Yes. I don't know. I feel like that one has a lot of like character okay. to it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's kind of like devilish. It could be kind of like a Tom Waits kind of song. Yeah. I feel like where. Uh, I don't know. It just seems like it's real tricky. You know, there's a lot of confliction. And, you know, I say uh, the thing is, there's a lot of great tunes here, especially the the Amazing Grace song in the beginning, like your Amazing Grace. And then um, just all that is really is really fun. Um, I would say as a pitch, though, I think that thou art my vision is a good one. Yeah, I think because it it shows the conflict of the show, it entices like everyone loves a villain, and okay. I think it yeah, is. and it allows for the most John Taffer quotes. You know? Great, Great. <laughs> William. <laughs> so, Devin, thank you so much for picking that. William, you're going to need to write us. Thou art my vision. Sure, as long as I'm able to include this quote. <laughs> when and? I'm angry on TV, I'm actually not. I'm manipulating you as an owner. Oh, oh Golly, God! Yeah, this I guess dude. God, that dude is the worst. So, um, yeah, just go ahead. the worst. I kind of don't want to watch the show anymore. We're gonna <laughs> I, need it. I don't think so. Either. Yeah, I feel like those of you who like um, Bar Rescue. Rescue, maybe these two episodes will be all you need. Maybe just listen to these two um, these two podcast episodes every time you're Jones in. And, um, you know, it's about an hour, about two, a little over two hours of content. So I feel like that's enough to get you to wean you off of Bar Rescue. If we, <laughs> we can leave you with anything. Bar Rescue is not worth it. But the musical <laughs> is. The musical will be worth it because William is going to write this fantastic song. So, what? Uh, yeah. Yeah. You're going to write this great song. Thou art my vision. You get that. 
So that is about all we have. Thank you all so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, give us a like on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you listen to to this podcast or any podcast for that matter. Um, If the uh, place that you listen allows you to leave a review, please leave a review. That really helps people find us. Uh, Tell a friend if you're liking what you're hearing. And uh, if you want to follow us on Instagram, our Instagram handle is... We wrote the book uh, podcast. We wrote the book podcast. Yeah, with an at sign. With an at sign. We try to post at least once a week. We're trying to get closer to two times a week. Some fun stuff, some more audience interactions. So let us, uh, you know, follow us there. Maybe like us, you know, and interact with us. If you have any ideas for the show, maybe songs, intro music, or maybe ideas for what you would like to hear us cover in the future feel free to let us know on Instagram or send us an email at wewrotethebookpod at gmail.com. Thank you all so much for listening. And uh, Devin, thank you so much for coming on. Um, Is there anywhere that people can find you or your work or anything that you're doing? Oh, well, of course. Thank you for having me on the show. This has been a blast. Um, Yeah, I'm on Instagram. I'm on uh, the gram. You know, if... um, uh, you want to follow me to discuss Bar Rescue, I'll probably still continue to watch it because <laughs> Sean, Sean Taffer sucks, and I kind of want to see these quotes in uh, in action. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, you can follow me on Instagram. It's uh, My handle is at devdog3000. Dev is D-E-V. Dog is D-A-W-G-G. And then 3000 is 3 zero 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 so it's on it's on private but if you look familiar i have mutuals or if you want to slide in my dms and say hey i want to follow you we don't know each other you know i might just send memes back and forth that's really all my instagram (laughs) is it's just memes uh great so yeah Yeah. that's where you can find me perfect perfect yeah make sure to slide into devin's dms he loves it uh thank you all so much we have been we wrote the book Bye. See ya. Bye.